All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Talking Two-Tone. My name is Ash Arati. I'm joined by Tyler Whipple, and we've got an excellent podcast ahead with a draft recap. We're going to kind of go through the picks and uh, and kind of give you our in-depth thoughts on them all. Tyler, do you want to – what do we got? Yeah, you know, before we get into that, Ash, we was kind of discussing something here off, off screen here. Um, floating rumors going around. You want to address those rumors that you just uh, you just let me hear about? Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little rat for the rumors. Um, so I was reading Twitter. Uh, I have a tab on my Twitter, you know, feed that just is for Titans beat writers. Um, that's pretty much all I use to scroll on Twitter. And um, there's something interesting that came came across. So with picking Will Levis in the second round, you know, we don't have the fifth year option on his contract. So one interesting route the Titans could choose to pursue, I don't know, I, don't, I wouldn't deem it very likely, but uh, there is a rumor that we could cut Ryan Tannehill and save $17 million against this year's cap and about $9.5 next year because I, I, the only reason I'm even speaking any life into this rumor is because of the lack of the fifth-year option that they have on Will Levis and – you know, I don't think this team is built to tank, so I don't think there's any real room, you know, any life to that rumor. But if you wanted to save money and go after D-Hop, that's how you could do it. But I don't think they'll do it. I, I like the thought of it. Um, first off, I am a Tannehill stand here, so you guys know that. I've had – after the Bengals game, I was I was really mad at Tannehill, and I was, I was done at that point. But, you know, um, I just want to bring a lot to – what Tannehill has brought to this uh, franchise, you know, when, when he came in, there were uh, two and four, he just got shut up by the Broncos. If he were to be released, I'd hope the Titans can really respect his time with, with Tennessee because the guy really brought us from the cellar of the NFL at the time. I mean, we, we, we did win a playoff game, but everybody knows that game was kind of a fluke. We're throwing touchdowns ourselves as our quarterback was anyway. Um, it's just it's just tough to see the guys just completely crapping on Tannehill all the time. He don't he gets a lot of flack that's really not deserving. If you actually watch the games, especially last year, quarterback was not the problem. It wasn't. I mean, pass protection was terrible. And we had nobody to throw it to. Nobody was open and nobody was blocking. What are you supposed to do? You know, Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill were just sitting ducks back there last year. That's the reason both of them were banged up, especially Tannehill. But I just wanted to – I've been talking to some mouth breathers on Twitter today about, you know, defending Tannehill. The guy was – he was defending Marcus Mariota still. There's still guys out there that do that. And look, I love Marcus Mariota as much as the next guy. But if Tannehill didn't come in in 2019, we're not going to the NFC Championship game. We're not making the playoffs. And that's just a fact. Yeah. I don't care what – anybody can argue with me with that. I, we would not have made the playoffs by any, by any imagination if Marcus Mariota would continue to play the way he was playing. So that's just kind of what I want to say about Tannehill. I just want to throw that out there. I'm, I'm just tired of the guys, you know, always just putting this guy down. He has really been the best quarterback in uh, the franchise since uh, Steve McNair. And you, I don't see how you can argue that. Anywho, moving on. The, with him being cut, you know, all that said, <laughs> if he were cut this year, it makes sense. Um, I think time has kind of ran up on the Tannehill experiment. I appreciate the time, like I said, that he's had. If if we could cut him and save that. Now, we do lose almost $20 million from cap, but we gain that, like Asher said, $17 million, and you could afford a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, and that would be a really nice 
uh, safety net for Will Levis, the incumbent uh, new franchise quarterback. So I like the move. Like I said, I, if, if Tannehill is gone, you know, salute to the guy. But um, if they if we could get a stud wide receiver that could be there for Will Levis uh, in this offense that we really, really, really need at this point, um, I think it's I think it's needed to be done. So, Asher, any more thoughts on that uh, topic? I don't think we should cut Ryan Tannehill because, as we all know, Tennessee has a very, very bad habit of getting injured. And if you cut Ryan Tannehill, that means Malik Willis is solidified as your backup quarterback, which is not good because he <laughs> is terrible. terrible. He is terrible. terrible. And he, I, I genuinely think that Malik Willis, if they thought they could get any kind of – I don't think they could get even a pick for him. Yeah, you know, I think – and um, I don't I don't know. I, I'm not – I can see why they would do it. It would bother me if they did it, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't want to get rid of Tannehill. Let's just go ahead and have him run this year out, and then next year we have no guaranteed money with him, and then you save all of that cap. So but just one yeah. more year with him, I mean – we're kind of in roster hell at this point anyway. So, I mean, why not run it back with a veteran quarterback? Let Levis – because one thing you say about Ryan Tannehill for sure, and I think all of us can agree on, he's a consummate pro, man. He's a great attitude guy, great locker room guy from what I understand. Everybody likes him. Never hear anything bad about the guy. He'd be a great pro to learn under Will Levis, who has some, they say, attitude problems. Um, he puts mayonnaise in his coffee, so that's one thing that needs to be addressed. And maybe he can learn that from Ryan Tannehill. He was off. He was off my draft board when I saw that video. Yes, you know. Um, but let's, you know, what we're going to talk plenty about Will Levis. So that's kind of our thoughts on the Ryan Tannehill rumor. You know, I think me and Asher are both on the same page here. We don't want to cut him this year. Let's just go ahead and cut ties next year. But um, that's all we're going to say about that. Uh, However, got the Golden Gate. We're not 49er fans around here. If no, you guys can't no, see us here, if we don't drop this on YouTube, uh, Asher's got the Golden Gate behind him now. He's just tinkering around with the Zoom meeting. So, um, but the first pick uh, in, the, in the NFL draft, um, not to quote Roger Gale too much, the Tennessee Titans <laughs> selected uh, pick 11, Peter Skaronsky. Um, he's built a tackle, but. I, the whole draft process, I thought the guy was a tackle. But when they got drafted, all of them were talking, this guy's going to play guard for the Titans for sure. Um, you know, with the the free agent additions we have of Drunskill. What's his name, Drunskill? Am I saying that right? I always get that rest up. The 49ers. Brunskill. Brunskill. Um, he should play tackle this year. So, I guess Gronsky will play guard, and that's going to be a great – because Aaron Brewer won't have to play guard anymore. He'll play uh, center. Yeah. We're Kick him over to center. We'll figure he'll be center. And what I've heard about this guy, I mean, I, nobody watches a lot of Northwestern football, that's for sure. But from what I've read and heard, the the talking heads that really know what they're talking about on this guy is he is going to be a plug-and-play Jack Conklin-type pick for us. He'll be here. He'll be a great uh, player for the Titans. I think he's going to come in with a little chip on his shoulder because uh Chicago guy got picked over by the Bears for who the t- I wanted. I was a total stand. Um you guys all know about the the Vols. I want a Darnell Wright to be with the Titans. But he was picked 10th, and uh, Skaronsky was picked over, so maybe we got the better pick out of it. You know, all hell to the Vols, but, hey, you know, I want Skaronsky to be the better pro than Darnell Wright. So, what, what's your thoughts on the guy? Plug and play, 10-year starter. Just if Plug we can play. keep him, you know. We don't ever re-sign we, these good guys for some reason. 
I think he gets to, I think, I mean, you plug him in at left guard, let him sit there. Don't worry about him for 10 years. And, and that would be great because we really, really missed out on Roger Saffold last year, and it showed so much in the run game. If this guy can go in here and be a road grader, block those defensive tackles and get up to the linebackers, open holes for the king, hey, the sky's the limit. Um, it's not a sexy pick, but it was a necessary pick. So, Absolutely. Uh, the, I think all of us in our Snapchat group was uh, happy with the pick. So, we're going to move yeah. on. Everybody liked the Peter Skorowski pick. Um, we all knew it was coming, so – Round two, though, here's here's where it started going downhill for the uh, the fans. Um, now, there's a ton of Vol fans that are um, also Titans fans, so this is a lot of backlash because Vol fans just hate Will Levis. So if you're one of the guys on Twitter complaining, you know, I'm a Vol fan too. Asher's not. He's an Alabama alumnus, of course. So, um, so he don't have no hate towards Will Levis like we do. But uh, – you know, Will Levis can be a real good pro if he's – if he, I feel like he's one of those guys who needed to go to the right situation. I feel like the more I think on this, he went to the right situation. He needs an alpha male leader type coach like Mike Brable is going to be for him. He's not going to put up with the the extracurricular dumb stuff that Will Levis has done and the cockiness and arrogance that he presumes himself. I think he's going to make Will Levis fall in line and earn everything he gets at Tennessee. And, um, you know, get coached up by uh, – Tim Kelly and um, the quarterback coach there, and we'll see what happens. You know, um, I'm, ex- I'm I want to say I'm excited, but I'm really not. I'm still kind of bummed about it because I was really hoping we would have got Hendon Hooker. Because I just not even being a homer, I think Hendon Hooker is the better prospect right now. I think he would have been able to if we cut Ryan Tannehill. I would have been completely comfortable with Hendon Hooker being the starter this year. And I can't say the same for Will Levis. That's just where I'm at on him. I think the sky's the limit. The guy's got a, my comp. If you want to do comps, we'll do comps with all these picks. My comp for him is Parson Wentz. I mean, it's like almost – it's almost exactly the same. The guy's got all the traits, but he just has bad decision-makings, and it don't seem like he's a big teammate guy. And that's what Carson Wentz has been his whole career. So, what, what what's your thoughts? I absolutely hate the pitch. I hated it when it happened. I hated – I don't think he's good. Uh, and I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. But my whole thought process on this, right, is just from the – if you weren't willing to pick him at 11, right, if he was there at 11, and if you truly and genuinely thought he was your franchise quarterback, you would have picked him at 11. They did not. Then they leveraged the remainder of their draft this year and – a pick next year to trade up into the second round to get him. So my pro and I, I kind of touched on this in our group chat a little bit, what Tennessee gave up for Will Levis is not going to give them the return on investment. They think it will. They could have stayed at 41. They could have traded up to 35 got, or, or they could have traded up to 38 gotten Jonathan Mingo, who I think is going to be an absolute stud at wide receiver we did not need a quarterback this year. We did not need one. Could have gotten Jonathan Mingo at 38 or, you know, maybe not. You stay at 41, you get best available, trade it, get an additional third rounder. Then you get you can take your pick out of Jalen Hyatt, who's sitting there in the third round. They don't draft him. I mean, I, I don't know. They could have taken Hendon Hooker at 41, not given up a pick, then sat at their third round pick, taking Jalen Hyatt, or they could have found a way to maneuver around and still gotten Hendon Hooker and Jonathan Mingo, which, I mean, 
I like those options better than Will Levis. What they gave up, we don't have a third round pick next year yeah. because of this. This is, and we were all, everybody was up in arms about not having a third round pick because of the Julio, Julio trade. They better have that same energy if Will Levis come, turns out to be hot dog water. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. You know, that's that was my sentiment through the whole pick so far. But, you know, I'm, of course, I'm a Titans fan, so I'm trying to come around to it. Um, the big deal with it is, you know, they say that they got the value for the pick. But if I don't care, like, if your roster is as bad as our was on offense last year, you just got to pick best available that's there at the time for your needs. Or, you know, like you said, trade back and get more picks. You don't have to panic and take a quarterback there. But, you know, if they, Will Levis I mean, is they, good, if Will Levis turns out to be what the Titans are projecting him to be, none of this will matter. He'll be great. I agree. You know, so, I agree. But that's we're but just like talking I, about what, what we think. So this is what this yeah, is. Yeah, I just don't understand it. Like, if he's not – if you truly believe him to be your franchise quarterback at 11, and you had – and you they, I mean, they ran to the podium to get Pete Skronowski. So they clearly didn't believe in Will Levis. They tried to trade up to three. Everybody knows they wanted Stroud. Everybody in the building knew they wanted Stroud. I knew they wanted Stroud. Hell, you could have – it was like The Bachelor. We were watching The Bachelor. Tennessee's just waiting to get the rose to get to get C.J. Stroud. Mm. And it didn't work out that way. So now they're trying to phrase this and, and play this as if Levis was their guy all along, which we know is just not the case. The guy puts mayonnaise in his coffee. He eats <laughs> banana peels. He eats the <laughs> banana with the peel on it. And he he wasn't good. He was not good in college. Just flat out was not good. No, he wasn't. He had to have everything around him. He had a good year the year before last, but he had everything around him working. And that's just not the situation in Tennessee right now. He don't have no. any playmakers on offense other than King Henry, and everybody knows who's getting the ball every time we touch the ball. If it's first yeah. or second down and long, you know who's getting the football in, in Tennessee right now. And that's just how it's going to be. Now, speaking yep. of running backs, you know, we've, we've said our spill about Will Levis. Hopefully it turns out to great. You know, we are rooting. Don't think it's just – don't get this twisted, guys. We yeah. are absolutely rooting for Will Evans. We want the guy to succeed. We're just – I hope I'm wrong. Speaking from how we feel about it at the moment. Okay. So, round three was the biggest head-scratcher of the draft, in my opinion. Um, You could trade up there. I don't know what you could do. You could have got up to 76 somehow if you gave up a seventh. I would feel like moving five, five picks up, I feel like somebody would have gave you – we would have traded our seventh-round pick instead of having the receiver we picked. And not this running back. We got Ty J Spears out of 81. Let me backtrack a little bit. That's who we got out of two lanes. Guy don't have a ACL. But look, if the Titans would have traded up, traded that seventh round pick they have, they could have got up five spots and got Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman is going to be an absolute star. Or not a, I won't say a star, but he's going to be a stud in the NFL. And I, I a huge red zone threat. I just feel it. He dude had 200 yards against Alabama and Georgia last year. He had an injury bug this year, but the guy is an absolute stud and he's going to be a really really good player uh in the nfl um anyhow uh ty j spears let's talk a little bit about him he uh he's really dynamic um he's what dontrell hilliard is was supposed to be for us and was really i don't i still understand why not just bring dontrell hilliard back that cheap um you know ty j spears is what it is you know he's got no no acl in the cards which is is garbage in his knee I just don't understand the pick at running back in round three when the current situation. I know they're wanting value, but it still doesn't make sense to me. Another one I don't like because this is the second year in a row we drafted a running back in the third on day two. 
Um, this is also – we have five running backs on the roster now. We have Derek, Spears, Haskins, Chestnut, Chestnut. and then who, whoever the hell else they got. They signed some kid, undrafted free agent out of Cincinnati. Um, stupid pick. Stupid, stupid pick. I mean, you could have traded up, gotten a wide receiver. Um, and I hope this is all wrong. I hope Tennessee has a plan at wide receiver. But I don't understand the the pick. The guy has got no ACL. He's torn the ACL three times. He's got no cartilage in his knee. He's got a hamstring injury. And he the, the Rappaport's report on him of his medical was horrible. He said he's got no ACL in his leg. And people are like, oh, Heinz Ward played his whole NFL career without an ACL. That's different. That's different. Heinz Ward was a blocker first, caught a couple of balls. Was was you know he's a great pro. But, Heinz Ward uh, is really thick, like, really thick too. This guy's small. Yeah, and also they're like, oh well, Frank Gore, you know, tore the same ACL twice and played sixteen years. Yeah, okay, that's one guy. Oh yeah, that's and that's true. an anomaly. And even though if even if he didn't have injury history, why are we taking a running back in round three? Do, do we not learn anything from uh, the? I've lost his name. Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans. Matt State. Yeah. Same style. Same right. exact style. Stupid. I, I just we've got Derrick Henry. These guys are hardly going to get on the field. Let's get somebody who's going to get some production here. Um, we're, me and Asher are both not off on this pick. Like I said, let's go ahead and talk about it again because we know we're going to get some crap about it. We're rooting for the guy. We just don't expect big things out of him. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ty J Spears, you know, I hope you're a great pro. I hope you're awesome for the Titans. Play a long, long time. I hope I'm wrong. I hope yeah. I'm wrong. Okay. Round five. Uh, we didn't have a fourth round pick because we traded uh, our fourth to Arizona, correct? Yeah. No, we didn't have a fourth round pick in in anyway, right? This year. Yeah, we traded. We lost that one for who? No, no, we didn't. We lost it for something else. We swapped our third with Arizona. That's the Ty J Spears yeah. pick. Yeah. We got Ty J Spears instead of Cedric Tillman or. Uh, because of that because of that pick okay yeah. so moving on to round five pick for 147 now i this is one of the picks that i really liked uh because there wasn't a lot of wide receiver left this guy is a receiving tight end uh josh wild everybody loves this all the national media pundits love this pick they say this guy is an absolute stud at tight end he can he can block a little, but he is really they, – they they spread this guy out. He actually played a little bit of receiver in college yep. because they lined him up on the hashes a lot and they lined him up on the numbers some. He's one of those just, you know, interchangeable tight ends. You put him anywhere, three down tight end. Um, this is going to work out really well in our favor because, I mean, if you think of it, this offense could be set up like the 2010-ish Patriots, you know, Aaron Hernandez and, and Rob Brock. That's not saying our tight ends are those guys, but we could run a lot of 11 personnel with two tight ends on the field. And um, these two guys, well, I'm talking about Chig, obviously, and Josh Weil, uh, could really, really be good on this offense. So we'll see. That might be with the plan. You know, get a veteran wide receiver later. Like everybody's thinking, it might be Corey Davis off waivers. Who knows? Um, that would be awesome. So that's that's the deal right now. We're probably going to play in a lot of two tight ends. We don't. I'm really missing Austin Hooper, but you know, if Josh Weil come in and fill that role, hey, I'm fine with it. You know, I like this pick. Asher, what's your thoughts on the pick? I like this pick a lot. I mean, the guy reminds me a lot of uh, Kittle. Yeah, yeah, that's and, a good comp. Good comp. Yeah, reminds me a lot of, like, George Kittle. I mean, he's just, like, a freak. And also a little bit of Kelsey. 
Um, he's six foot six. He's got incredible hands, great body control, targets the ball at the point of uh, highest point, um, gets open too. Like yeah. it, Separation. sneaky athlete, sneaky athlete. And you, um, if, you, if you look at it too, not to interrupt, Kittle and to your point, Kittle and Kelsey, if I'm not mistaken, are both later round picks too. So, right, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Yeah, there's people. People miss a lot of good tight ends in the draft because they just don't think that the value. I mean, you can you can never properly. I mean, you can never overvalue drafting athletic tight ends. Yeah, I agree with that, especially yeah. in our offense. Yeah, I mean, as long thank God, I don't, I, this just does it. What does one thing for me? It makes sure that Jeff Swain will never be on the Titans again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> practice squad Jeff Swain. That's what it needs to be. So. Yeah, uh, we've we've got plenty of tight end depth now, and well, I like it. You know, we we got a couple of young guys too. Can't, their names escape me too. The, Jeff Swam should be tight end five this year if he's even sniffing the in Nashville this year. Um, but we both are in a, agreement on pretty much all these picks so far. But we're in agreement on that pick for sure. That's that's probably my favorite pick of the draft, except for of course Peter Skaronski. Um, pick round six. This is this is more of a um, offensive line depth. Uh, with Jalen Duncan out of Maryland. Now, this guy, they say, has all the um, all the makings to be a really good tackle in the NFL, but he's, they say he's got a little bit of character stuff. I don't really know. I don't know a lot about this guy, of course. I'm not watching a lot of Maryland football. Um, but they say he's got all the measurables, long arms, if I believe. That's what they said. Uh, hey, we need, we need tackle depth because we don't have a lot of good tackles on this roster, of course. Um, we know Skronsky can probably move over there if needed. But if this guy can fill in the tackle role, the backup swing tackle, hey, that's a great pick if it, if it turns out to that. Um, we'll see if it pans out with the character stuff. But we got this pick from Atlanta also. Um, you got any thoughts on Jalen Duncan? Uh, Tennessee made damn sure with this pick that they're not going to have a repeat of last year. Like yeah. Dennis Daly will never well, – well, Dennis Daly will never happen again in Nashville. I mean, they heard that part. They heard they for sure heard the fact that Tennessee needed multiple starters on the offensive line from this draft. And I, I really like the pick. I think the guy could be a baller. Um he's very he's sneaky athletic. Um he could play left guard. Um he could play right guard. He could play center if Aaron Brewer's not playing well. It, that 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 to me puts a target on Aaron Brewer's back mm-hmm. with with that pick. Gives him yeah. some competition in training camp. So and, and I that's the way you want it. You want to have competition in as many positions as you can. Absolutely. Uh, we're in full 100% agreement on that. Um, I, I like the pick, too. We just need some more depth and offensive line. Okay, round seven, 228. Now I'm going to go ahead and tell you all you guys who are love childs of Mason Kinsey, he's not getting back on the roster. Um, Colton Dow out of Tennessee Martin. Now, I had watched this guy play. I watched this guy play. I mean, it's weird. The guy at UT Martin's the one I actually seen play this year. I didn't see any of these other guys other than Will Levis and Skronsky week one. Um, Colton Dow lit up the Tennessee secondary to the point to where I was like, um, guys, we got to get it in gear because we're getting in trouble with UT Martin because the quarterback and him were just dotting us up. I think he had like 10 catches over 100 yards on us and a, t- and a tutty on us. And this is from mm. UT Martin. They're FCS school, I believe. I don't even think they play in the FBS. Um, mm. I, I'm not sure about that. This guy will come in and solidify. I'm calling my shot now. He will make the roster. He'll make the roster. He's going to be at least, at least 
wide receiver four on this roster. At least that's my that is uh, Mason Kinsey will not be back on the roster this year. It's going to be um, Burks unless we have an injury bug. NWI of course, um, Colton Dow and the other guy escaping me. Um, not Kinsey. Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips. Yes, they're kind of the same guy. But those four will be the ro- the rostered wide receivers this year. Actually playing snaps on offense. Now Mason Kinsey may be there as a special teams guy. This Colton Dow. From what I understand, is a very outstanding special teams player as well. So that's kind of what I got out of this pick, that they're really serious. He's long, lanky. Um, Asher had a very, very interesting comp for this guy, and I will go ahead and let you guys hear that. Marquise Colston, baby, seventh-round draft pick. Out of Marquette, I believe, is where he played played football. I don't even think they have a football program anymore. Um, but yeah, he's six foot. Colton Dow is he's a big freak. Um, we don't we don't have Drew Brees throwing him the ball, but we have, sure. you know, I think for sure he'll help the team. Um, he's definitely better than Dez Fitzpatrick already. He's better than Mason Kinsey already. He's better than God, better than Cody Hollister. Um, he can come in right now and be wide receiver four, not easily. Easily wide receiver four, just because of the size and his athletic ability. It he's probably the the second most athletic wide receiver on the on the team behind Traylon. Nick Westbrook Akeen is not really athletic. He's more, I would say, cerebral in his route mm-hmm. running. Yep. Than anything. Traylon's a freak. We all know Traylon's a freak. He's got massive hands. He's like six foot three. He's bigger than AJ Brown. Um but man, dude, I I just could you imagine having AJ Brown, Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook, Akina, Colton Dowell? Just four big bodied receivers. It hurts. I don't I don't want to talk about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Instead of instead we've got to worry about whether Cody Hollister or Mason Kinsey sneak their way onto this roster. And you know, I know it's not a shot at Mason Kinsey. I like him too. I it's like a the shot. story. But it's a at shot. the same time, I just not from me. It's a shot from the it's from the GM and Mike Rabel, yeah, but I like Mason Kinsey. I like what he's, you know, he works hard and whatever, but this guy's an actual NFL body, and he's going to be uh, really good for us. I have a really sneaky feeling that this is going to be with the, one of those picks. Like, man, we got this guy at 228. So yeah. I'm just uh, so sick and tired of this guy, this God for, you know, sake and Rudy concept that, that, Al, that you know, Rabel and, and, freaking j-rob are running like oh he's a hard worker gritty willing to get his hands dirty on special teams and can do a lot of good things for this football team it's fucking cody hollister <laughs> cody hall it's it's like the not everything needs to be a rudy story i'm sorry just because you're a hard worker doesn't mean you're good enough to be on an nfl football team that's true yeah there exactly. is no scenario in on any other team and any other uh of the 31 teams where cody hollister would have seen a snap an actual snap, not like a special teams, but lining up there in position to go and catch a pass. Not only did we do that, we, we put him out there with Jeff Swain. They were they were on the field a lot together, dude. That yeah. Just you. Yeah. Or if those guys are on the field, guess what's happening? 22's getting the football, period. 22, Every time. 22's getting the ball, and they're going to miss a block. They're, those guys, guys definitely aren't. <laughs> those guys are gonna miss. Those guys are missing that block, and Derek's gonna get tackled for a loss. Yeah, well, we don't have to deal with that no more, thankfully. But same time, you know, I'm just, I'm excited for what the new regime and what they're gonna do. 
got to give trust to the guy, give Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel time to understand what they have, to break it down. You know, we can go on and on about what happened last year. However, um, let's just get excited about it. You know, the picks, the picks now. We've got to, we've got to rally together behind these guys. You know, we've got the, a new stadium coming. Uh, so the Titans really need their fans to show out and be supportive. However, they're not – we can still, you know, say our – Thoughts because we're the ones investing our time and money into the, watching these guys play. We want them to be good. So you know, if Asher, I didn't really, we didn't really discuss this earlier, but I kind of want to do a grade. If you have a certain grade on your mind that you would say, because all the national media pundits are giving us an A, and I don't see how this draft is an A. I just don't see it uh, based off our needs. Maybe value for each pick. Yeah, I can see that, but needs on this team, I don't see it. However, one thing I did notice is we did go offense. You know, we didn't take yeah, one defensive player. Pick. Six players were drafted on the offensive side of the football. So, with that, that's why I'm going to give it a little higher than most people would probably anticipate me giving them based off what I'm saying here. If you, if we would have took a wide receiver in round three instead of Tajay Spears, I think this draft – we would all be thinking about this draft a lot better, even with the Levis pick. So – I'm going to give them a B, B, not a B minus, not a B plus. I'm going to give them a B based off really addressing the offensive side of the ball. It would have been an A if we didn't take Will Levis. Um, but two and three picks is really what dropped it down for me. Um, you could have had a 95 overall grade, but now you've got it at 85. So that's just my point. We picked a quarterback for the future. If he's good, this draft is an A plus. So I'm giving it a C plus. And I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be as nice as you because <laughs> they joked about not taking a wide receiver. The, the, the way, yeah, yeah. They trolled. They did everything. And if there is no plan in place, and if we're, we are truly rolling it out there with Nick Westbrook Aquino as our wide receiver too, I am going to lose it. Because it doesn't matter how good your offensive line is if you can't throw it to a receiver. They can't get open. Uh, the yeah. only reason why I'm giving it a C plus instead of a C or a D plus, I'm, I'll tell you why I'm giving it a C plus. I'll give you the negatives. They traded up for Will Levis when they didn't believe in drafting him in the first round. My my biggest gripe with the Will Levis pick is that they weren't sold on him enough to take him at 11. They The, the fact like that, that they were willing to pass on him at 11 – you can't be all in on a franchise quarterback. You, you gotta. You, you can't. Sorry, you can't be halfway in. Yeah. You've got to be all in. If he's your guy, you don't risk him falling to thirty three. You true. know, that's my gripe with that. I'm giving the A plus pick to Pete Skronsky. Love that pick. A plus pick to Weil. A plus pick to um, the the tackle in in the sixth round. And I'm giving, or not an A plus. I'm giving an A. A plus Pete Skronsky, B plus everything else. I'm giving a D to the Will Levis pick, and I'm giving an absolute F to the value of these. Like I understand, I like the needs. I understand offensive line and wide receiver were your biggest needs. Loved it. The running back pick, complete F. If I could give it lower than an F, I would because you needed a wide receiver there. Yep. You there was no. There is no reasoning or justification for taking a running back in the third round. There was none. Absolutely none. Second round, 
Will Levis, all right, I can live with that. C plus, I can live with that. You know, whatever. But then to just not even acknowledge the wide receiver position until the seventh round is why this gets a C plus overall. The picks were all right, except for the running back and the fact that they did not take a wide receiver to the seventh round. Uh, you needed yeah. two. You needed two. You needed two starters for the offensive line, and you needed two starters for the wide receiver from this draft. And they got probably the offensive line right, one and a half, I would say. And they got depth at wide receiver. Yep. That's you're right on that. You know, I hey, I had no qualms from me. I'm just being trying to be optimistic about it. It's hard to be optimistic about the picks. However, um, you know, that's kind of our thoughts on the on all seven picks, guys. Um, moving on, uh, I just want to touch base on why we have problems with moving forward with the picks and why we couldn't trade up. I just want to address that a little bit because we got about four minutes here. Um, next year's picks. This is what we have now because of John Robinson's ineptitude, really. Um, uh, we have one first round, one second round, one fourth round, and three seventh rounds. That's all we're working with next year. And that might be why they decided to go ahead and take Will Evis this year because they don't think they're going to be bad enough to get uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May or maybe even Joe Milton if he shows out like everybody's expecting him to this year because we're going to be picking too late. That may have been why we go ahead and pull a trigger on Will Levis because we didn't think we'd get a quarterback next year either because of how low we are with picks. We have three seventh-rounders, a fourth, a second, and a first round. We're in draft hell next year. So um, that might have been the, the, the problem. Oh, and let's say here. They sent the 2024 fifth round. The reason we don't have a fifth-round pick, people, remember this. Fifth-round pick, the Carolina Panthers, in exchange for offensive lineman who, Asher? Dennis fucking daily. <laughs> That's why we have a fifth-round pick next year. That's why John Robinson is uh, sitting at the crib right now and uh, Rand Carthon's and calling the shots. So, you know – that's kind of our thoughts on the draft, guys. I know it's a little gloomy podcast, but that's just the that's the pulse of the fan base right now. And I hope the Titans uh, front office knows that that we're you know we're kind of on edge right now. We we're not we're used to winning again. We had four or five good years there. We're playoff contenders, winning playoff games. We don't want to go back in the cellar. We was in the cellar for too long. So you know I hope hope these picks pan out. But I'm telling you, if we suck again next year and none of these picks look good. There's going to be a lot of heat on Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon. And one of them is going to be on the chopping block. And I'm telling you, it's not going to be Rand Carthon this year. So that's just no, where we're at. Pass. That's where we're yeah. at right now. The problem with taking Will Levis is now he is tied to Vrabel. If Will Levis does not pan out, Vrabel is more than likely fired. Right. You know, and I love Mike Vrabel. That he's the best coach we've had since Jeff Fisher. And Jeff Fisher yeah. was, you know, eight and eight, but Jeff Fisher got to the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love Mike Vrabel. I don't want Mike Vrabel fired, but you know what? He they're saying he's got a lot of pull in the, in the rosters now. He's got a lot of Mike Vrabel on him, you know. Um, so we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, any Is more Ryan thoughts Tannehill on gonna, to it? Ryan Tannehill going to suit up at wide receiver? <laughs> he could. We could run the wing tee, bring Malik yeah, Willis could. out there, you know, and let Derrick Henry take some Wildcat snaps. There uh, you go. So, you know, it's, we're going to have to be creative on offense to, to get production this year. Yeah. But as always, gang, tighten up. Tighten up.